Section 18 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anna Simon. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 1, by Robert Burton. Section 18. Partition 1, Section 1, Member 2, Subsections 1 to 4. Subsection 1. Digression of Anatomy. Before I proceed to define the disease of melancholy, what it is, or to discourse farther of it, I hold it not impertinent to make a brief digression of the anatomy of the body and faculties of the soul, for the better understanding of that which is to follow, because many hard words will often occur, as mirac, hypochondries, emeralds, etc., imagination, reason, humours, spirits, vital, natural, animal, nerves, veins, arteries, chylus, pituita, which by the vulgar will not so easily be perceived, what they are, how cited, and to what end they serve. And besides, it may peradventure give occasion to some men to examine more accurately, search further into this most excellent subject, and thereupon with that royal prophet to praise God, for a man is fearfully and wonderfully made and curiously wrought, that have time and leisure enough, and are sufficiently informed in all other worldly businesses as to make a good bargain, buy and sell, to keep and make choice of a fair hawk, hound, horse, etc. But for such matters as concern the knowledge of themselves, they are wholly ignorant and careless." They know not what this body and soul are, how combined, of what parts and faculties they consist, or how a man differs from a dog, and what can be more ignominious and filthy, as Melanchthon well inveighs, than for a man not to know the structure and composition of his own body, especially since the knowledge of it tends so much to the preservation of his health and information of his manners. To stir them up, therefore, to this study, to peruse those elaborate works of Galen, Bohines, Plater, Vesalius, Fallopius, Laurentius, Remelinus, etc., which have written copiously in Latin, or that which some of our industrious countrymen have done in our mother tongue not long since, as that translation of Columbus and Microcosmographia in thirteen books, I have made this brief digression also because Wecker, Melanchthon, Fernelius, Fusius, and those tedious tracts De Anima, which have more compendiously handled and written of this matter, are not at all times ready to be had, to give them some small taste or notice of the rest. Let this epitome suffice. Subsection 2. Division of the Body, Humours, Spirits. Of the parts of the body there may be many divisions. The most approved is that of Laurentius, out of Hippocrates, which is, into parts contained or containing. Contained are either humours or spirits. Humours. A humour is a liquid or fluent part of the body, comprehended in it for the preservation of it, and is either innate or born with us, or adventitious and acquisite. The radical, or innate, is daily supplied by nourishment, which some call cambium, 
and make those secondary humours of ross and gluten to maintain it. Or acquisite, to maintain these four first primary humours, coming and proceeding from the first concoction in the liver, by which means chylus is excluded. Some divide them into profitable and excrementitious. But Crato, out of Hippocrates, will have all four to be Jews, and not excrements, without which no living creature can be sustained, which four, though they be comprehended in the mass of blood, yet they have their several affections, by which they are distinguished from one another, and from those adventitious, peccant, or diseased humours, as Melanchthon calls them. Blood. Blood is a hot, sweet, tempered, red humour, prepared in the mesaric veins, and made of the most temperate parts of the chylus in the liver, whose office is to nourish the whole body, to give it strength and colour, being dispersed by the veins through every part of it. And from it spirits are first begotten in the heart, which afterwards by the arteries are communicated to the other parts. Pituita, or phlegm, is a cold and moist humour, begotten of the colder part of the chylus, or white juice coming out of the meat digested in the stomach, in the liver. His office is to nourish and moisten the members of the body, which, as the tongue are moved, that they be not over-dry. Colour is hot and dry, bitter, begotten of the hotter parts of the chylus, and gathered to the gall. It helps the natural heat and senses, and serves to the expelling of excrements. Melancholy Melancholy, cold and dry, thick, black and sour, begotten of the more feculent part of the nourishment, and purged from the spleen, is a bridle to the other two hot humours, blood and colour, preserving them in the blood and nourishing the bones. These four humours have some analogy with the four elements, and to the four ages in man. Serum, sweat, tears. To these humours you may add serum, which is the matter of urine, and those excrementitious humours of the third concoction, sweat and tears. Spirits. Spirit is a most subtle vapour, which is expressed from the blood, and the instrument of the soul, to perform all his actions, a common tie or medium between the body and the soul, as some will have it, or, as Paracelsus, a fourth soul of itself. Melanchthon holds the fountain of those spirits to be the heart, begotten there, and afterward conveyed to the brain, they take another nature to them. Of these spirits there be three kinds, according to the three principal parts, brain, heart, liver, natural, vital, animal. The natural are begotten in the liver, and thence dispersed through the veins, to perform those natural actions. The vital spirits are made in the heart of the natural, which by the arteries are transported to all the other parts. If the spirits cease, then life ceaseth, as in a syncope or swooning. The animal spirits formed of the vital, brought up to the brain, and diffused by the nerves to the subordinate members, give sense and motion to them all. Subsection 3. Similar Parts Similar parts, containing parts, by reason of their more solid substance, are either homogeneal or heterogeneal, similar or dissimilar. So Aristotle divides them, Book 1, Chapter 1, 
De Historia Animalium, Laurentius, Chapter 20, Book 1. Similar or homogeneal are such as, if they be divided, are still severed into parts of the same nature, as water into water. Of these, some be spermatical, some fleshy or carnal. Spermatical are such as are immediately begotten of the seed, which are bones, gristles, ligaments, membranes, nerves, arteries, veins, skins, fibres or strings, fat. Bones. The bones are dry and hard, begotten of the thickest of the seed, to strengthen and sustain other parts. Some say there be three hundred and four, some three hundred and seven, or three hundred and thirteen in man's body. They have no nerves in them, and are therefore without sense. A gristle is a substance softer than bone, and harder than the rest, flexible, and serves to maintain the parts of motion. Ligaments are they that tie the bones together, and other parts to the bones, with their subserving tendons. Membrane's office is to cover the rest. Nerves or sinews are membranes without and full of marrow within. They proceed from the brain and carry the animal spirits for sense and motion. Of these, some be harder, some softer. The softer serve the senses, and there be seven pair of them. The first be the optic nerves, by which we see. The second move the eyes. The third pair serve for the tongue to taste. The fourth pair for the taste in the palate. The fifth belong to the ears. The sixth pair is most ample, and runs almost over all the bowels. The seventh pair moves the tongue. The harder sinews serve for the motion of the inner parts, proceeding from the marrow in the back, of whom there be thirty combinations, seven of the neck, twelve of the breast, etc. Arteries. Arteries are long and hollow, with a double skin to convey the vital spirit. To discern which the better, they say that Vesalius, the anatomist, was wont to cut up men alive. They arise on the left side of the heart, and are principally two, from which the rest are derived, aorta and venosa. Aorta is the root of all the other, which serve the whole body. The other goes to the lungs, to fetch air to refrigerate the heart. Veins. Veins are hollow and round, like pipes, arising from the liver, carrying blood and natural spirits, they feed all the parts. Of these there be two chief, vena porta and vena cava, from which the rest are corrivated. That vena porta is a vein coming from the concave of the liver, and receiving those mesaraical veins by whom he takes the chylus from the stomach and guts, and conveys it to the liver. The other derives blood from the liver to nourish all the other dispersed members. The branches of that vena porta are the mesaraical and hemorrhoids. The branches of the cava are inward or outward, inward, seminal or emulgent, outward, in the head, arms, feet, etc., and have several names. Fibri, fat, flesh. Fibri are strings, white and solid, dispersed through the whole member, and right, oblique, transverse, all which have their several uses. Fat is a similar part, moist, without blood, composed of the most thick and unctuous matter of the blood. The skin covers the rest, and hath cuticulum, or a little skin tinderit. Flesh is soft and ruddy, composed of the congealing of blood, etc. Subsection 4. 
dissimilar parts. Dissimilar parts are those which we call organical or instrumental, and they be inward or outward. The chiefest outward parts are situate forward or backward. Forward, the crown and foretop of the head, skull, face, forehead, temples, chin, eyes, ears, nose, etc., neck, breast, chest, upper and lower part of the belly, hypochondries, navel, groin, flank, etc. Backward, the hinder part of the head, back, shoulders, sides, loins, hip bones, os sacrum, buttocks, etc. Or joints, arms, hands, feet, legs, thighs, knees, etc. Or common to both, which because they are obvious and well known, I have carelessly repeated, Eaque principia et grandiora tantum, quod reliquum ex libris den anima qui volet accipiat. Inward organical parts, which cannot be seen, are diverse in number, and have several names, functions, and divisions. But that of Laurentius is most notable, into noble or ignoble parts. Of the noble there be three principal parts, to which all the rest belong, and whom they serve, brain, heart, liver, according to whose sight three regions, or a three-volt division, is made of the whole body, as first of the head, in which the animal organs are contained, and brain itself, which by his nerves gives sense and motion to the rest, and is, as it were, a privy counsellor and chancellor to the heart. The second region is the chest, or middle belly, in which the heart, as king, keeps his court, and by his arteries communicates life to the whole body. The third region is the lower belly, in which the liver resides as a legat alatre, with the rest of those natural organs, serving for concoction, nourishment, expelling of excrements. This lower region is distinguished from the upper by the midriff, or diaphragma, and is subdivided again by some into three concavities or regions, upper, middle, and lower. The upper of the hypochondries, in whose right side is a liver, the left the spleen, from which is denominated hypochondriacal melancholy. The second of the navel and flanks, divided from the first by the rim. The last of the water course, which is again subdivided into three other parts. The Arabians make two parts of this region, epigastrium and hypogastrium, upper or lower. Epigastrium they call merak from whence comes Merachialis melancholia, sometimes mentioned of them. Of these several regions I will treat in brief apart, and first of the third region, in which the natural organs are contained. The anima, the lower region, natural organs. But you that are readers in the meantime, suppose you were now brought into some sacred temple, or majestical palace, as Melanchthon said, to behold not the matter only, but the singular art, workmanship, and counsel of this our great Creator. And it is a pleasant and profitable speculation, if it be considered aright. The parts of this region, which present themselves to your consideration and view, are such as serve to nutrition or generation. Those of nutrition serve to the first or second concoction, as the esophagus or gullet, which brings meat and drink into the stomach. The ventricle, or stomach, which is seated in the midst of that part of the belly beneath the midriff, the kitchen, as it were, of the first concoction, and which turns our meat into chylus, 
it hath two mouths, one above, another beneath. The upper is sometimes taken for the stomach itself. The lower and nether door, as Wecker calls it, is named pillarus. This stomach is sustained by a large kel or coal, called omentum, which some will have the same as peritoneum, or rim of the belly. From the stomach to the very fundament are produced the guts, or intestina, which serve a little to alter and distribute the chylus, and convey away the excrements. They are divided into small and great, by reason of their sight and substance, slender or thicker. The slender is duodenum, or whole gut, which is next to the stomach, some twelve inches long, said Fisius. Jejunum, or empty gut, continuate to the other, which hath many mesaraic veins annexed to it, which take part of the chylus to the liver from it. Ilion, the third, which consists of many crinkles, which serves with the rest to receive, keep, and distribute the chylus from the stomach. The thick guts are three, the blind gut, colon, and right gut. The blind is a thick and short gut, having one mouth, in which the ilium and colon meet. It receives the excrements, and conveys them to the colon. This colon hath many windings, that the excrements pass not away too fast. The right gut is straight, and conveys the excrements to the fundament, whose lower part is bound up with certain muscles called sphincters, that the excrements may be the better contained, until such time as a man be willing to go to the stool. In the midst of these guts is situated the mesenterium, or midriff, composed of many veins, arteries, and much fat, serving chiefly to sustain the guts. All these parts serve the first concoction. To the second, which is busied either in refining the good nourishment or expelling the bad, is chiefly belonging the liver, like in colour to congealed blood, the shop of blood, situated in the right hypochondry, in figure like to a half-moon, Generosa membrum, Melanchthon styles it, a generous part. It serves to turn the chylus to blood for the nourishment of the body. The excrements of it are either choleric or watery, which the other subordinate parts convey. The gall, placed in the concave of the liver, extracts choler to it. The spleen, melancholy, which is situated on the left side, over against the liver, a spongy matter that draws this black choler to it by a secret virtue, and feeds upon it, conveying the rest to the bottom of the stomach, to stir up appetite, or else to the guts as an excrement. That watery matter the two kidneys expurgate by those emulgent veins and ureters. The emulgent draw this superfluous moisture from the blood. The two ureters convey it to the bladder, which, by reason of his sight in the lower belly, is apt to receive it, having two parts, neck and bottom. The bottom holds the water, the neck is constringed with a muscle, which, as a porter, keeps the water from running out against our will. Members of generation are common to both sexes, or peculiar to one, which, because they are impertinent to my purpose, I do voluntarily omit. Middle region. Next in order is the middle region, or chest, which comprehends the vital faculties and parts, which, as I have said, is separated from the lower belly by the diaphragma or midriff, which is a skin consisting of many nerves and membranes, and amongst other uses it hath is the instrument of laughing. There is also a certain thin membrane, full of sinews, which covereth the whole chest within, and is called pleura, the seat of the disease called pleurisy, when it is inflamed. Some add a third skin, 
which is termed mediastinums, which divides the chest into two parts, right and left. Of this region the principal part is the heart, which is the seat and fountain of life, of heat, of spirits, of pulse and respiration, the sun of our body, the king and sole commander of it, the seat and organ of all passions and affections, primum vivens, ultimum moriens, it lives first, dies last, in all creatures, of a pyramidical form and not much unlike to a pineapple, a part worthy of admiration, that can yield such variety of affections, by whose motion it is dilated or contracted, to stir and command the humours in the body, as in sorrow, melancholy, in anger, choler, in joy, to send the blood outwardly, in sorrow, to call it in, moving the humours as horses do a chariot. This heart, though it be one sole member, yet it may be divided into two creeks, right and left. The right is like the moon increasing, bigger than the other part, and receives blood from vena cava, distributing some of it to the lungs to nourish them, the rest to the left side to engender spirits. The left creek hath the form of a cone, and is the seed of life, which, as a torch doth oil, draws blood unto it, begetting of it spirits and fire. And as fire in a torch, so are spirits in the blood, and by that great artery called aorta, it sends vital spirits over the body, and takes air from the lungs by that artery which is called venosa, so that both creeks have their vessels, the right two veins, the left two arteries, besides those two common and fractious ears which serve them both, the one to hold blood, the other air, for several uses. The lungs is a thin spongy part like an ox-hoof, saith Fernelius, the town-clerk or crier, one terms it, the instrument of voice, as an orator to a king, annexed to the heart, to express their thoughts by voice. That is, the instrument of voice is manifest, in that no creature can speak or utter any voice which wanteth these lights. It is, besides, the instrument of respiration, or breathing, and its office is to cool the heart, by sending air unto it, by the venosal artery, which vein comes to the lungs by that aspa arteria, which consists of many gristles, membranes, nerves, taking in air at the nose and mouth, and by it likewise exhales the fumes of the heart. In the upper region, serving the animal faculties, the chief organ is the brain, which has a soft, marish, and white substance, engendered of the purest part of seed and spirits, included by many skins, and seated within the skull or brain-pan, and it is the most noble organ under heaven, the dwelling-house and seat of the soul, the habitation of wisdom, memory, judgment, reason, and in which man is most like unto God, and therefore nature hath covered it with a skull of hard bone, and two skins or membranes, whereof the one is called dura mater, or meanings, the other pia mater. The dura mater is next to the skull, above the other, which includes and protects the brain. When this is taken away, the pia mater is to be seen. A thin membrane, the next and immediate cover of the brain, and not covering only, but entering into it. The brain itself is divided into two parts, the fore and hinder part. The fore part is much bigger than the other, which is called the little brain, in respect of it. This fore part hath many concavities, distinguished by certain ventricles, which are the receptacles of the spirits, 
brought hither by the arteries from the heart, and are there refined to a more heavenly nature to perform the actions of the soul. Of these ventricles there are three, right, left, and middle. The right and left answer to their sight, and beget animal spirits. If they be any way hurt, sense and motion ceaseth. These ventricles, moreover, are held to be the seat of the common sense. The middle ventricle is a common concourse and cavity of them both, and hath two passages, the one to receive pituita, and the other extends itself to the fourth creek. In this they place imagination and cogitation, and so the three ventricles of the fore part of the brain are used. The fourth creek behind the head is common to the cerebral, or little brain, and marrow of the backbone, the last and most solid of all the rest, which receives the animal spirits from the other ventricles, and conveys them to the marrow in the back, and is the place where they say the memory is seated. End of section 18